Hello and welcome to your Divine Uniqueness Show. If you'd like to listen to live episodes and interact with our speakers, you can go to yourdivineuniqueness.com. Your, Y-O-U-R, Divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, Uniqueness, U-N-I-Q-U-E-N-E-S-S.com. Hello everyone, this is Monsef Asker and thank you so much for joining us today in this new call of your divine uniqueness. Um, I'm so thrilled and really excited um, about today's call because Brie Melanson is joining us for the first time on the show. And really, it's it's such an honor to have her here, uh, have her share with us her message, her work, and uh, really uh, the light that she's bringing in because it's really something that is so powerful and needed in in this time. And uh, Brie is, is, um, is a spiritual medium and soul trainer, and today we'll be talking about communicating and connecting with your soul. Um, and also she will take uh, questions uh, live from you guys, so if you are on the phone, you can raise your hand by pressing star 2. And if you are on the webcast page, you can type in your question there uh, on the question box. And uh, yeah, before before we start the call, I would like just to share maybe uh, a little bit about Brie. So, psychic since uh, psychic since uh, she was a child and self-development obsessed as an adult, Brie has merged the two words to help others create their own slice of heaven here on Earth. Brie offers online courses and international workshops teaching people how to access their own intuitive gifts, because yes, everyone is psychic, and on a deeper level, how to reach their highest potential by tapping into their soul and unplugging from subconscious programming. Her approach is fresh, contemporary, real, raw, assisting us in lifting the veil between words and demystify the mystical. She is a celebrated medium and channel, making her mark on all the things esoteric, esoteric word, making it more, uh, more accessible to everyone, sharing spiritual straight talk and direct channeled messages from light beings on how to unfold our potential. And uh, yeah, so um, Bri, I'm really happy to have you here today on the show. Um, really, thank you so much for for joining us. Oh, thank you, Monsef, and thank you for um, all that you do and your beautiful community that um, you create with everyone. So thank you for having me. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, so so as I said, I'm I'm really excited that that you are joining us today, and I'm also excited about how this call will unfold and what you will be sharing with us today. Uh, but before that, because this is the first time you join us here, uh, I would love if you can tell our audience more about yourself and how you started um, doing this this um, you know uh, your maybe healing and also spiritual work. Sure. Yeah. So. Um... You know, I was intuitive as a child, as we all are. Um, I was always really intrigued yes. with the ethereal world, and I didn't—I wasn't raised in any type of uh, religious household. My parents didn't talk about God, or but once I yeah. learned the word God, I was <laughs> had a lot of things to say about this other world and um I remember once I I you know hitched a ride with some neighbors to church cuz I was like god there <laughs> <laughs> 
And I think, you know, as a kid, I was kind of searching for that feeling of home, right? That we still, mm-hmm. I think, continue to search for within our hearts and, and here mm-hmm. in the physical. So, um, you know, I was really curious about crystals and aliens and pyramids and meditation. Um, and I knew, you know, why I came at a really young age. I, I told my mom I was here to help people and um, that I was really glad that I picked her and my dad to be my parents. And so, you know, I had clarity, um, again, as, as we all do as kids and we're not just, we're generally, and I think this is changing, which is wonderful, but we're generally just not taught how to access um, our gifts. And, you know, at at that time, I think I felt like there wasn't really a place for them and a lot of it generated fear. So I I just kind of shut off those senses. Um, Mm -hmm. But I never, it never really, you know, left my curiosity in my heart. So it was kind of always a a theme in my life. Like, you know, I was really interested in self-development and would read books, you know, like Sylvia Brown was popular back then. And I would read her books and it was always kind of like my little side hobby gig that I didn't really share with people. Um, And I went to college and studied business. um, And I, you know, it was just life that kind of brought me back. You know, I had some, my mom had gotten cancer and that was potentially fatal. And you get spiritual real quick when people in your life get sick. I yeah. think, <laughs> you know, you just are, you, you, at least I recreated that, that lifeline. Um, and uh, so that kind of reopened me up. Um, I did a study abroad program in Spain. And uh, when we travel that, that allows us to kind of redefine ourselves and, um that really helped me to just realign with what was important to me. And I think for me, that was somewhat of a commitment at a really young age to not want to succumb to routine and more or less like our patriarchal system. And um, so I studied dance for a long time and I, I moved to Los Angeles and Los Angeles has a wonderful spiritual community. So I think there I had more tangible resources Um would go to, you know, meditation classes or spiritual centers. And so then I started to actually learn how to go within. Um, this is, was, you know, my early 20s, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And I would always hear you're a healer when I would ask my purpose, you know, like, why else do you go within? You're like, what am I doing here? What am I supposed to do? And I would yeah. hear you're a healer. And I would hear that repeatedly, but I didn't really get like some big vision. Um, and as I mentioned, I was a dancer at the time. So I was more focused on, you know, dancing for Britney Spears and <laughs> just, or trying to. So, when those dreams never manifested, I, yeah. I began to get more curious about what that meant. And, you know, all the meanwhile, reading books on spirituality and healing um, and at one point I was on a plane and I was reading yet another spiritual book and, sh- and the author was talking about a, a teacher, a spiritual teacher. And I was like, well, that's what I need. I need a teacher. And so I asked the universe, I was like, you know, if this mic is on, if you guys are listening, this is what I need. And she showed up days later on the way back on the plane ride back home. And she handed me her card and she was like, you should come take my class. And in that moment, I saw myself working for her 
Um, so I, you know, I did take her class and then I, she, she ended up asking me to work for her because at the time I didn't have the financial means to really like take the teacher courses and move forward with it. But as you know, and as everybody knows, when, when we can surrender and when we do find, which is a continual process of our, you know, for lack of better words, our path of least resistance, um, things, things are, they become easier because the universe is like, yes, green light, red carpet, what do you need? <laughs> Keep going in this direction. So um, that was, you know, a bit of a slow process. Like I just started uh, the technique that I uh, first trained in was theta healing. And that was like, I want to say, yeah, about 10 years ago. Um, and then I continued to just kind of work on my toolbox and practice and uh started with friends and family and then it just grew referrals and um so now like the the majority of what i do in my personal sessions is i help people to unplug from limitation subconscious limitation the ego limited self whatever you want to call it and help people to plug into their soul so in addition to that psychic piece or the medium piece or the channel piece of like okay, this is what your soul is saying and this is the this is the divine information and this is what this lesson is about, helping people to really understand their patterns and why we continue to hit repeat on unwanted circumstances yeah. um, and how to kind of unplug from that. So, um, and what I'm doing more recently is teaching people how to do this on their own because you know, I can only do so many personal sessions and um, and so I'm really finding a lot of joy and excitement around teaching people exactly how to do this on their own because we are all intuitive. It's a natural, not even skill, but um, sense and it's the bigger part of us. We're just so used to responding to life and the physical. So, um yeah, so that was that was my. That's how I got to where I am. Now I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful, thank you, thank you so much. Back to the present moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and, and dear, I, I love uh, I love that that's the way you work because you are like it's more empowering and helping others to be able to do uh, like uh, you know. To take their path like on themselves and shift, uh, be able to shift uh, and create what they love uh, on themselves instead of like uh, having this this constant need like uh, to connect with you. And really, I I love that because it's we really need like more empowerment and like helping others to uh, to embrace their their mastery as well. So thank okay. you for doing that. And uh, yeah, I, I loved everything you shared uh, when you were talking about your your story. And uh, as we are talking today about communicating with with our soul, and also uh, when we are doing that and walking our our path, like I feel, I think that's that's um, like we need like an amount of, of flexibility about our belief systems and how the things that we believe that we took either from. Um, our society, people around us at school, or different uh, sources, or maybe our own uh, belief that we created uh, on our own. Because I don't know, it's it just need like 
it, it needs from us to be really open because it's something that's uh, still unknown and it's al always bringing new things to us. So um, how, uh, like, I would love like your perspective, how like our beliefs and subconscious beliefs can affect like our connection with, with our soul or our mm -hmm. higher, higher self. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, um, also what you said is so true. It's, you know, what I see right now is that it's time to activate. Like, <laughs> we've got enough information. Um, yeah. We need to activate this, this knowing and embody, um, embody the softer part of us because there is so much going on in the world and there's so much opportunity for us to learn compassion and to learn from these things. And as you said, like, letting go of old ways of thinking. Um, and that opportunity is within every second. I mean, just when we think we've got something figured out, it's like, you know, we, we live in an infinite universe and everything is always shifting and changing. So, you know, you're, and you're exactly what you said is so right. Is there this continual opportunity? I don't want to call it a need, but to come back to flexibility within our beliefs and detach from, you know, the need of um, what, you know, breathe need or my kind of subconscious need to be important. Um, it's hard not to live in the world and function from that place. Um, but when we do, we get trapped, you know, and um, it's, it's, there's so many, you know, different versions of this, of, you know, everything comes from either love or fear or the ego or the soul or the limited and the unlimited. Um, and so, you know, where, you know, I think a lot of it, um, if I can kind of just talk just briefly about where it's yeah. a little bit around where it stems from, because when we can look at that, we, it doesn't feel, um, it feels a little bit more um, like tangible and, and digestible, like something that we can handle. So like we come into the world <clears throat> and we are fresh off the boat from the infinite and we're these happy little bubbling babies and we're pure love and then we get bumped around a little bit, right? Like our parents have been on earth long enough and they're, they're carrying some of their stuff yeah. and they have their coping mechanisms and God bless them. Like this is, yeah. it's, it's, it's detaching again, as you said, from limitation, but also being able to do that from a place of non-judgment. Right. But um, so we essentially as children, we kind of learn what it takes to be loved and safe in the world. And that might mean, I, maybe I grew up in a household and I had a lot of siblings and I really had to be big and perform, right, in order to get attention or love. Or maybe I grew up in a household and there was some fighting and what did I do to create safety? I might have learned how to contract or hide or be quiet in order to be safe. So um, those things are going to be basically like copy pasted within our subconscious and in our world, those are going to be my coping mechanisms. So it's kind of like, good luck. You know, if I'm, if I'm really wanting to like be out there in the world and using my voice, if my main coping mechanism is I have to hide in order to create safety, then that's going to cause problems. Right. And so that's kind of yeah. where we run up against 
this subconscious and conscious mind. Conscious mind says, yeah, I want to make it rain. I want a lot of money. I want to, I want to help a lot of people. I want to travel, like whatever the big thing is. But then if I have this undercurrent of my survival through my ego, that's going to keep me smaller. Um, and that's also to kind of circle back on what you were mentioning around accessing our soul that keeps us locked into living more of a conditional based world. So I, you know, I need approval from others in order to feel good. I need um, I need X amount of money in order to know that I'm safe, like all these conditional thoughts and patterns and survival mechanisms keep us from really trusting in our ability to create. I mean, if you look at all of, you know, what we would term as the masters in the world, they've created from a new place, a new way of thinking. And where else do we access that? But from our divine selves, we don't access that from looking at what everybody else has done (laughs) and trying to create a different version of it. Right. So, um, you know, just a simple example of, uh, the other day I was having this um, kind of like annoyance and I, you know, just full disclosure, I was being, (laughs) I think I was like having control issues with, um, you know, this kind of situation on on my peripheral with someone and and they were, um, I felt that they were infringing on my peace more or less. And I went within and I meditated about it and I was like, what's the solution? And I was kind of like asking my guides, and they were like, um, Brie, there's like, you're making your relationship with God conditional. And I was like, <laughs> ah, what do you know? Like, who asked you anyway? <laughs> like, I just wanted the condition to be changed. But here I am, you know, blocking my own experience of joy and ease because that person over there is doing that thing. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And I need this to change. Um, so what I've found just in my personal life is like the more that I have committed to looking at my own patterns um, of where I get stuck and those are really easy to see because it's the areas in our lives where we get angry where we get sad where we get hurt where we get sick Um, those are our quote-unquote I don't even want to call them problems but they're more like a divine arrow pointing us like here's where you can access a lot more abundance and ease if you kind of, you know, if you're able to look at this from the soul's perspective and move out of this condition, this this arrow is going to create healing on all parts of your life, right? So when we, when I've looked at, um, and again, infinite process, but like when I can look at these things that are tripping me up, I'm lessening my grip and my identity with the ego and I'm allowing more of my soul to come forth and sometimes just even asking yourself you don't have to go into a deep meditation or get a psychic reading you can kind of just ask like okay if I had a soul wink wink we all have a soul (laughs) um what what would my soul's perspective be of this or like with my circumstance I could see that her soul was here to teach me more expansion but my ego was saying She's annoyance. She's got to get out of here. I don't like these things that are happening. But if I can try to just try on, what if she was a soul here to teach me a really beautiful gift and help me actually not not ruin my life? <laughs> I'm being dramatic, <Yeah>. but um, 
but to offer me healing and expansion, what might that be, right? And it would be to me for me to release the, the story or what I call the boring, the boring story of, of they did this. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that was, again, a kind of a long-winded answer, but there's a lot of ways, I, I guess that's like the major way, right? They're like the less that we can identify with the ego and the condition, the more we make room for our soul and our intuition and our soul's voice and our soul's expression, because our soul will give us the direct route to whatever we're trying to get to anyway. So if I want to make X amount of dollars, my soul's probably not too concerned about that, but my soul is probably really into the expansiveness of that. And so as I go within and as I meditate and as I, as I kind of look at like, what is the actual feeling that I want to create or experience and allow again to let go of the how um, my soul is going to provide an easier pathway for me to get there. Most likely it'll, it'll give us the direct route, but we get really addicted to (laughs) doing and controlling because it's so alluring. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. So, so, so really it's, it's, I don't know how to how to say it. It, it needs like uh, like sur- like surrendering to, to 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 our path. And even if sometimes or many times we don't understand why things happen, um, but really, if when when we surrender and we just observe how uh, the the experience unfolds, like many times we we get really surprised and uh, about. The, the, the beautiful like experience and opportunities that we that we get uh, along the path, and yeah, as I said, like in the beginning, it's more about being also flexible about how things like uh, will unfold uh, in our life, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's um, surrender. I think is the most powerful thing <laughs> to access, and just sometimes to just even say, okay, I'm ready to see this in a different way. Please show me, you know, divine, soul, God, universe, whatever you call it. I'm ready to see this from your perspective. I'm ready to let go of my suffering. Please show me. Um, and then just being open, as you said, to to what can show up. Um, yeah, I think surrenders. There's yeah. so, so much power. I mean, because we can have the whole thing is like you can know better. You can know what love is. You can know what compassion is, you can get an activation around abundance, but if you aren't embodying and, you know, continuing to, to show up and say, okay, I'm ready to embody this differently. How can I do that? You know, then, then we're not, we're not really learning if it's, if it's just on a cerebral level, right? Like mm-hmm. I experienced that recently. Um, like I kind of went into this new year and I was like, okay, I know that we can experience heaven on earth. I'm ready for that. Let's, I know that I was basically like, I know everything can be easy. So let's do it. Like I want to live from that place. And so I made a few changes, but I didn't make enough changes. And my mind was still going into um, kind of jumping into future or, you know, just my thought patterns hadn't totally been on, on board into that. And then my body was just like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Like, 
you said things were going to be easy and my body kind of broke down and I got sick. It wasn't like I was in the hospital or anything, but I was just, it was so beautiful because our, you know, that's another thing. It's like our bodies, we tend to think that, oh, our, the physical world is separate from the spiritual world and my stupid body keeps me separate from all this. And it's like, no, no, no. The body is always calling us back to our alignment, right? It mm-hmm. was in the instant, and that I could have said, oh, my stupid body's sick. I've got mm-hmm. a lot of work to do, but I, I really had to stop and listen and say, what do you got to tell me and show me? And, and my body was like, basically, I can't sustain you jumping from condition or going into the future. I need you to, again, let go, relax, go within, like, relax. Like, and it's, it's hard these days with, our phones and social media and all these distractions, like these blinking shiny lights, like don't go within. <laughs> Look over here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, like we we quickly like gets. Uh, I don't know. It, maybe we, we can say like we get stuck in in this routine like. Uh, in our phone, like internet and our laptops, and many times we forget because there are like so many information out there, mm-hmm. and we forget like to uh, to allow sometimes for for ourselves to ground and to listen to our body to what we need, uh, because really we don't need like uh, to wait until we get tired or sick, and then we can listen to our body. Mm-hmm. And like for me personally, it happened many times until I get tired, and then I started listening to it, but it's. It's uh, really like it's it's like we need like to continuously like giving time to to our own self to ourselves and to ground and to connect with uh, with our higher self and connect with our guide uh, because with with so many things happening in 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 our life it's it just becomes so distracting uh, to do that. Yeah, it's um, and it's all just feeding that like reptilian brain, right? Like mm-hmm. all the <clears throat> stuff. Um, I'm like on the internet, but you know, know, like, as we said, like with our devices and really is just a relate, the relationship that we have with those things is really just a relationship that we have with ourselves. Right. um, So yeah, I've been trying to make changes with that too, you know, in the morning, spending an hour before I touch my phone and meditating and reading or getting outside and doing that before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. Um, to generate, yeah, more of a, more of an embodiment because nothing is there, you know, we're searching through our phone. Like, what do we actually think? Like, I'm always just looking at it. I'm like, nothing's in there. Like, why am I scrolling? There's nothing there, but everything is within our body and in the present moment. And, um, you know, when we are, you know, as you know, like when we are truly present and we've gotten past that layer of the thoughts, um, there is no suffering. Like suffering is not possible when you are truly in the present moment. It's only when we hop yeah. to the future or to fix the past, or, you know, that we, that we kick into our, our limitations. So yeah, it's, it's so, so important just to breathe. And a lot of times I offer um, just kind of the question or the exercise of looking at what, what are the types of things that you think you your soul likes to do 
So again, like if you had a soul, what types of physical <laughs> things do you think your soul likes to do? And that that's going to be, you know, going on a walk on the beach or mm-hmm. dancing or sure, meditating, but um, having meaningful conversations for me, it's like being around horses, those moments in life where you just feel lit up and connected. The, the, those are the moments where your soul is giving you like a yes, please. And an off, is also giving you your, your path to abundance and your purpose and all these other yeah. things. But it's nice to just kind of generate that and maybe take some time to just kind of look at what are all the things that my soul likes to do. And then within that list, you have things that you probably should be putting on your calendar. It's like, how are we supposed to bridge this gap between the physical and what we call the non-physical if we're not making room for the physical, right? Like how much time are we really spending meditating? But that's such an important piece to open your intuition and access your soul. But the physical embodiment of this, like the soul doesn't just exist in some ethereal plane. It totally also works through your body and your cells and your heart and and your mind. So um, from that list, you have ways to kind of open yourself up to your intuition and your soul. You also have a like a go to list. So when I am totally wrestling with my ego, where's my, you know, w- what can I do? Well, I could, I could go for a walk, right? Like start wherever you are, you don't have to go from zero to hero in a second. It's like, how can I maybe nurture the softer part of myself. And then also within that list, you're going to find your passions, which would, which would help you to access what we call, you know, our, our purpose here. Um, yeah. yeah. So I think it's, it's easier than we think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's uh, like, uh, as you said, when, when we, uh, how to say, when we follow our our passion more and do things that we are passionate about and we love, like really like they can bring to us like experiences that we 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 don't expect at all and really like wonderful experiences that, uh, like gives gives us more passion and more love to to what we are doing and like as I said earlier like we we don't need to know everything like in the beginning it's it's uh I don't know it's it's like a step step by step unfolding process. Mm-hmm. Uh, are going through so yeah so true yeah we can't know everything and that's what I sometimes you know when people come to me and they're like I just want to know my they're like tell me what to do or tell me what the purpose my purpose is and but if we aren't in that space from you know what we believe to be possible if we're not if if we're not there yet with our perception of ourselves that isn't really able to manifest yet, right? So like, as you mm-hmm. said, everything is unfolding as we unfold. So if I tell you you're supposed to be a, you know, <laughs> it's a, it's a morbid joke, like a tightrope walker, and you're not ready to be a tightrope walker, <laughs> right? We need time to get there. Yeah. Um, but we have we have all the clues. We, you know, and those are within our curiosities and our, and our joy points, Um and, you know, as you said, yeah, it's just sometimes it's just like asking and being open and watching for the signs. And as you said, there's such beautiful, you know, from what I understand it, like before, um, which I'm totally flexible in, 
But mm-hmm. I, I think that before we come here, we, we get to kind of chart out possibilities, but those possibilities are infinite. So if I make a slight 10 degree shift, there's a whole nother world, but I still have soulmates and, you know, kind of, you know, destiny filled circumstances that await me that are, that are possible. So we're definitely taken care of always. And there are, there are no wrong turns, right? There's just this, yeah. this gradient of, of love and possibilities. Yeah, absolutely. And like, uh, as you said, some, sometimes, sometimes like the things that, uh, we'll be doing maybe in the future, like right now in this moment, we still need to go through some experiences to be able to embrace that. And sometimes we may not accept it. Like, for example, for me personally, like if, I don't know how many years ago, if someone told me I will be doing like hosting a show about spirituality and really talking about so many subjects, I, I would say no, I, I, I refuse. I will. I would refuse that. What's it's? I need oh, to go yeah. through many experiences and changing many of my beliefs and things like yeah. that. So it's, uh, yeah. Sometimes my, it's yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just I remember when one of um I had a you know I had like throughout my life I've seen psychics irregularly and but I remember once um one of them told me she said you could be a medium if you want to be and I said take that back. No, like, because I just, to me, that equaled, oh, you're going to be haunted, then you got to deal with this whole other world. And I didn't understand, you know, I didn't, yeah. and later, of course, learned how to have energetic boundaries, and that doesn't, it doesn't mean that. And, um, and then the first time she channeled, and I just thought it was so weird, her voice changed, I got, well, I thought, well, why is she doing that? Like, and then she said, well, you could do this. She said, why aren't you doing this? So I was like, because it's weird, because you look weird. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but sure enough, a few years later. Um, yeah. So it's funny. We, yeah, we definitely, we just, we gotta be, we gotta be ready. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, yeah, Bree. So I would love now if we take questions from, from the audience. Yeah. Great. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, everyone, if you are on the phone and uh, or the web call, you can raise your hand by pressing star two. And if you are on the uh, question or on the webcast page, you can type in your questions on the question box. Um, we have a caller from Houston, Texas, phone number ending with 5433. Hello? Yes, hello. It's me, Birgit. Hi, Birgit. Hi there. Uh, that's so, it's so interesting. It's such an interesting topic. Um, I really would love to know, um, if possible, uh, what is my purpose? What is my soul trying to achieve here and now? Beautiful. Okay, I'm going to be a little bit of, um, I'm going to use you. Are you ready to be a guinea pig? <laughs> Everybody? Yes. <laughs> Tell me the things that light up your soul. Um, I love to write. Mm-hmm. I love I love spirituality. I love to learn about ancient wisdom, about ancient uh, mystical things. Mm-hmm. I love the mystic connection that I feel sometimes inside of me when I'm meditating. This strong connection with source. Mm-hmm. I love to do art. Mm-hmm. I love to teach. Do you want to know your purpose? (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. <laughs> you just told us. <laughs> How you just told us. Tell me this, though. Um, tell me just, and it doesn't, there is no right answer, just like whatever feels, whatever comes to you. Um, and everybody can kind of try this on as we move through this. But um, if you were, if you, if you think about transitioning from this life and you're going into the light and you look back and you look back at everybody and you say, hey, you guys, don't forget. What is like the one thing you would w- remind people if you were, if you were leaving here? Uh, I think it would be about use your power to create beauty mm-hmm. on this planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what's one thing you think people forget? And that there is more than what we see, that there is more to our life, a much bigger dimension, but because we can't see and we are so distracted mm-hmm. by the physical things, mm-hmm. we forget about it. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, and then when you kind of look at your life, um, is it, Ber- can you pronounce your name again, Birgit? Yes. Mm-hmm. Birgit. Um, when you think about kind of like who you are in the world, and if you were to envision your soul um, kind of looking at you in this life, what is special about her? What, what does she live that she knows? How how specifically can she help people to to remind them of these things? So because she lived this, because she's had these life experiences, she knows or she's able to. Wow, that's difficult. Hmm. That seems difficult. <laughs> try to just really, uh, and we can all just try this on, like trying to see yourself outside of yourself. So you're just kind of looking at, I would look at Brie living her life and her house. She's going here. She had this, you know, childhood. She lived there. She lived there. Because she had all these experiences, um, and you're looking at you. So because you've lived this really dynamic life, um, you're, you, you are able to what let's just look at it this way what do you because of those things you're really good at hmm it could be something yeah. as simple as listening or um it could be anything i think to to see the potential in other people Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no bigger gift than that. Just FYI. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so just as we um, looked at that, you know, and all of us, too, to kind of look at um, another way to kind of see our our innate gifts, our soul's gifts, is looking at how the things that we've always been good at or that are our natural inclination. So for me, I was always really quiet as a child, but I was an observer. I was a, I was very, very observant. And that has really helped me in my work, right. Of just learning about humanity in general, but also working with people. I'm able to really tune in, but I could just say, Oh, as a quiet, shy kid, 
But if we look at what were the beautiful ways, what were the things that were always have always been kind of constant in my life? So I really like to joke and kid around. And that's something that I like to bring to all of my work. And it helps people to lighten the load of like, spirituality and purpose it's like let's laugh a little bit about our pain after all it's not that real right like I try to always kind of you know laugh and and create that humor so when we look at what are the things that have kind of been our 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 silver lining in our life those are some of the tools and pathways that we can use to share those gifts so just by those questions that I've asked you you told me all the things that you would like to share and foster with the world. You said that you, so, and the first thing that you said was I like to write. So what I usually help people with is like, how, so how much are you writing? How much time are you spending writing? Um, Some time, <laughs> not an awful lot. It, it has been more, uh, you know, it's fluctuating forth and back. Mm-hmm. So even if it's not, so sometimes when it comes to things um, all the time, when it comes to like our purpose or work or whatever it is, we tend to put a lot of weight on it. But if we, if we can just begin to foster that kind of channel, so it may be that you want to start to write a daily gratitude list where you're just getting, you know, pen to paper or if you prefer to work on your computer, somehow making it a little bit of a sacred practice. Um, and just getting yourself to write, you could write, um, you could write love letters to yourself. You could write, um, a letter from your soul to you. You could write a letter to somebody else's soul. So you're beginning to integrate, you know, and then whatever it is that you want to write about. But I would just recommend give, creating that space. You got to, so if, you know, we say that we want to do this thing and then sometimes we just let it exist in the ethers, but we need to give that energy a channel to move through. So I would really encourage you to to write um, if there's any classes you're looking at around ancient wisdom or spirituality. If you feel like you are wanting more tools, you're definitely a teacher soul and you're definitely an artist like so all the ways that those will take shape you get to be the orchestrator of that. Um, and I just, for right now, in addition to those things, I would recommend looking at how can I build my own community through this? So that might be something, doing something, what we would perceive as small, doing something in your house where you're, you know, offering a process or inviting people over and doing, or re you could be reading old spiritual scripture, like anything that's intentional with others to really embody you into more of that. Um, and we don't even have to call it a teacher. You can call yourself a facilitator because that's what we're all kind of doing. We're all just sharing, right? Um, and just be aware of what you said, you know, that you 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 want to remind people that there's that that we have the power to create infinite beauty and so what we can do when we ask ourselves those questions we can use those as kind of like a umbrella statement so when, when somebody first asked me that i when they said you know what do you want to tell the world and mine was you're not your pain 
And so all of my work is around that. It's you are not your limited self. You are an infinite soul here, as you said, to do anything that you want. Um, so I think that you, you have it, you know, and we all have it. And that's the beautiful thing. Um, you're here to remind people there's more to life than what we have previously thought. And you are here to serve as a mirror to reflect people's potential. And the more that you can do that within, the more powerful you can do that for others. Wow, beautiful. You are. You're beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. So are you and Monsef. <laughs> now get out there and do it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. We appre Thank you appreciate it. Okay, mm -hmm. bye. Bye for now. Now that was that was wonderful. Um yeah, and I love that you talked like in the end about like um getting out there and starting doing something because like for example when like a professional like uh singer or uh, someone who play like uh on a music instrument like there is like sometimes we need just to practice in the beginning and and then we can like embody this this uh, mastery after sometimes because it's it needs some amount of of practice yeah yeah and we are called to generally to what our soul has in store for us and has had experience with. So sometimes, you know, I hear people that have this big idea. Once I can get them to go there to that place, like, oh, yeah, I am doing this big thing. And then there's part of them that still goes, but who am I? I don't know. I don't have a certification. And it's like, how about the lives you've lived? <laughs> like, How about your soul's experience? of, you know, being a whatever, a, a nun or writing scripture or, or traveling the deserts and, and, you know, studying or living in an ashram somewhere. Like your soul has probably been a writer and spent lifetime studying the arts and has that knowledge. So, um, yes, practicing. And then also, as we've talked about is, you know, letting go of the, what I would say, like, you know, breeze needs and, and allowing more of my soul to embody myself through meditation or, you know, just trying to create more ease so that those gifts, so I can follow that kind of inkling, right? So I can listen yeah. to my soul and create more or less those magnets. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Brie, um, for the wonderful guidance. And also, thank you again, Brigitte, for, for calling in. Um, so we have a question from Ole from Florida. Mm -hmm. Hi, I have so many fears that uh, safety be, became my only concern and my life shrank to uh, nothing, just surviving. What can I do to take back my power and life again? Love and gratitude. I'm sorry, what was the, she said she has a lot of fears, and what was the second sentence? Uh, safety became my only con concern. Safety? And like being safety? Safety. S-A-F-E-T-Y. F-A, sorry, F. <laughs> S, uh, S -A. S. Oh, safety, sorry. My, yeah, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> safety, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, what? 
let's see. What can she, so what can she do to remove the fear? So um, I know that this isn't like it, you know, as we've talked about, it's not something that you just like snap your fingers and you turn into, but I'm going to just propose some questions that we can all try on. And also um, a little bit of compassionate accountability within our past and where these things come from. So to compassionately look at where the fears might be coming and coming from. Um, and generally, you know, the way that beliefs work is there's always like a payoff. So I have to blank in order to blank. So I have to work, I'm not, and I'm not saying that it's me or hers, but I'm just going to use some examples. I have to um, worry about money in order to protect myself. I have to hold fear to create safety. I have to judge others to protect myself. Um, I have to stay small to be safe. So we just want to look at collectively, if I'm standing in fear, which again, we all, everything in life is like this gradient of love and fear, right? So, but whatever I'm looking at specifically, how could this have served me in the past to hold on to this fear? And I know that sounds crazy sometimes, but just with the examples that I've, that I've just given, how has this kept my limited self safe and intact? How is this protecting the ego and my conditional self? So as long as I blank, then I'm safe. As long as I blank, then I'm loved. Um, and we can further begin to look at where that might have come from in childhood. So where did I learn this coping mechanism? Um, I would say like as a rule, which is within subconscious belief, it's going to come from before age seven. So what was going on in, in my household that made me absorb this belief? And you might want to just like take a few deep breaths and kind of go within, look at where you're holding the fear in the body, just be aware of, you know, acknowledging where that exists, what it feels like, then kind of thinking like, okay, hmm, I wonder when the first time was that I felt this way. Can I maybe use my imagination looking at what was going on around you um, as a child. So again, like maybe there was, you know, use an example of if there was fighting or if there was a parent that was um, irrational or erratic, uh, what did I, what did I learn? How did I learn I had to create that safety and love? Um, and we're not pinpointing the parent and making them wrong because again, from the soul's perspective, what, why might I have chosen, and I know that's like sometimes hard to, to swallow too, like wh why would I choose an alcoholic parent or an abusive relationship or whatever the, the perceived bad thing is, um, just trying on. So, you're, so first you're looking at the ego's coping mechanism. What did, what did they have to learn? I learned I had to stay small to be safe. And we're looking at the need that's tied up on an energetic and subconscious level from the parent or parents. So 
um, I'm kind of going to go deep here, but we can <laughs> give it a go. Um, looking at the parent and just saying, gee, I wish my dad would have been more. So if my dad was an alcoholic, I wish my dad would have been more present and loving and balanced. Then I can say, if he had been more present, loving and balanced, then I might have been more. Well, then I might have been more self-assured and safe in the world, or I would have, um, yeah, I would have loved myself more, felt more balanced. So within that kind of equation, we can start to see how we're still hooked into holding that, um, holding them accountable for our healing. And what happens is the ego mind is so used to getting the condition and trying to prove that they're there, not their past. If that were the case for me, I might call upon people in my life that are going to be erratic because I have my safety, I have my safety mechanism and I'm also trying to prove my worth through that relationship. So, so say this is my story. It's not, but you know, so this is then I meet a guy and I'm like, I'm dating him, but if I can just get him to love me and see me, then I know my truth. Then I've healed my past. So. I know this is like a really kind of deep explanation, but it's just a way for us to begin to at least separate ourselves from the conditional initial wound that happened. And from the soul's perspective, why might I have chosen this parent or this boyfriend? What could their soul be teaching me and what could I potentially be teaching them? And that's not to be confused with us being responsible for their healing. So, um, how have I, coming back to the present moment, what do I have in my life, even if it is a circumstance, um, because it, it doesn't always just show up in relationships, it also shows up in money. Um, it all comes back to these like core wounds and traumas that happen um, that I believe, you know, our soul charts to learn the expansiveness of love. And to kind of, you know, more or less transform ourselves into light or love through this physical experience. So um, what is this pain here to teach me? What is this fear here to teach me? If this were really a gift, um, kind of wrapped up in a really crappy way, <laughs> whatever the, <laughs> the hardship is, the crappy wrapping paper, if I were to unwrap that, what even if I'm not there yet, what could be the potential gift in healing in this? And another question to ask yourself is, you know, if, if you're journaling about the fears that you have and how life is hard, trying to kind of shift that by just beginning to say, in my truth, I am. And, and in my truth, I know I am. And we could even just say, like, even if we can't get there, Again, maybe just try on the soul's perspective um, and maybe what would your soul write? But in my truth, I know that I am love. In my truth, I know that somehow I'm connected to all things. In my truth, I know I'm capable of healing. In my truth, I know that at my core, I'm infinite. In my truth, I know that I'm lovable and whatever you're looking at and starting to kind of foster what you know to be true because there's going to be a parallel with what the hardship is actually teaching you. Um, and not that we have to learn through, we don't always have to learn through trauma and hardship. Um, and what I've noticed is that 
like the more that we can de-layer and kind of like um, chip away at these things, the easier the learning gets. Uh, not that the learning goes away, but it's just not as heavy. So I just want to empower Olay to, and for all of us to just kind of like start where we are, right? And I think that's kind of where we get stuck to. And then we start blaming ourselves for, I do it. Like if I cry, I'm like, you shouldn't be crying. You're not your pain body. You know better than that. <laughs> and I immediately go into self-attack. So it's like we just being aware that we don't have to be hard on ourselves in order to know the lesson either. Um, another like journaling exercise or meditation exercise might be, um, or even just as, as we talked about earlier, surrendering and just saying, what would you have me know? What would you have me know universe? Um, and maybe just sitting in meditation in that as well. Um, so long answer, but short answer is somehow those fears are serving a limited self of which you are not. And some of the also pulling from some of the things that we talked about today around, you know, what are the things your soul like to do? Sometimes we have to just stop looking at the problem and I'm not saying avoid it. I'm just saying, put it down for a second and maybe go on a walk, right? Like how can I just begin to softly shift myself back to my truth and my soul? Um, yeah, I hope that's helpful. And I know, um, once up, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but I, that yeah. class really goes through all the belief stuff um, yeah. Yeah, in absolutely. detail and, and how to move through that. But I hope that was helpful. And I, before I got on the call, I was meditating and sending everybody love, and I'll be sure to do it again and offer, you know, just hold you in my meditations and my prayers. Yeah, wonderful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, Bri. And really what you shared is is, is so powerful. And Sometimes just by, by asking those questions, as, as you said, like it gives us the clarity and with, with this awareness, like even if we feel like maybe some uh, strong emotions and some density within, like it, it starts to, to decrease as we get more and more aware of, of the, uh, like the source of, of our current uh, limiting belief. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's, it's really a very powerful like uh, practice that we can do. So. Thank you so much for sharing it. Mm-hmm. And uh, thank you, Ole, for your wonderful question. Mm-hmm. Uh, much love to you. We have um, Jeremy from Philadelphia. Uh, the question is, what, what are the prerequisites to connecting with a loved one who, passed, who has passed? Do they have to want to speak with, uh, to speak with me? I have felt his presence and mm-hmm. I speak out loud to him. Mm-hmm. But how can I hear hear him thank you so beautiful um sounds like he has the number one prerequisite and that is desire and openness (laughs) (laughs) um no i don't i don't know if there's specifically prerequisites but um i what i do want to offer is for jeremy and for all of us is to trust like because sometimes i'll you know i'll do a reading with someone and someone will come through right and you know, I'll be like, oh, they're showing me you sitting in the living room with their fireplace. And they said, that's where I always talk to him, but I wasn't sure. And I'm like, yeah, they're there. Like, so sometimes we, we, we think that we're making it up. Um, but mm-hmm. I really want to just, um, yeah, thank Jeremy for this question. And also that 
and and knowing trusting that their their loved one that is transitioned does want to connect with them um and it's easier than we think so um what i usually also can it's kind of fun to create a type of um like a physical symbol so like uh, when someone transitions, I always create a symbol for them so that in the physical. So for my grandfather, it's two rabbits, right? Or for my grandmother, it was like this other thing. And I try to make it unique and hard because I'm a brat. Like I don't want it to be a penny. Um, and so that can be really nice. Um, but, and what I've noticed when I do that is like, I'll see the sign and then I'll see more and more signs because I'm paying attention. I'm feeding my energy to that. So just a reminder that it can be physical. Um, what I also do when people transition is I just sit in prayer and meditation and I thank them for their life. And I thank them for all the things that they were. And this also helps them to transition easier. Uh, gives them less reason to have unfinished business. Not that, you know, they get stuck, but it just makes, I think it really helps their transition to the light. Um, meditation is going to be your most helpful tool. Um, and I think, you know, I, I spoke with someone recently who had lost their husband um, and I was trying to help her to also just in in a soft way, release the need because sometimes the need creates fear or a block. So just saying, I'm ready, willing, and able to communicate with you. Thank you. I release all the needs and going into meditation. Um, you could maybe just like ask for their soul to come forth. Um, and, you know, what I usually do when I walk people through a meditation and connecting with their soul I would say, you know, please allow me to feel you. Please allow me to hear you. What would you have me know? And with intuition, you know, we tend to bat away so much stuff because it actually does come in easy and it comes through our own senses. So if I'm talking to my grandfather, I'm not going to hear my grandfather's voice. At least I'm not in that place where I can tune into that frequency that much. I don't know anybody that does, but um, so it's just going to sound like my thoughts. Um, and so being aware that, you know, when, when we see clairvoyantly, if, if, I were, if ever, I were to ask everybody on your call who's clairvoyant, we would probably get like a small to medium number of people that would, you know, raise their hands. But if I ask you to close your eyes and to imagine a little purple bunny with a pink bow on its neck, you can do that. And that's the same place where the clairvoyance comes through. So um, I just want to remind and empower Jeremy and everybody that um, you're more intuitive that you know, they're going to come through your own senses. And when it comes to connecting pe with people that have transitioned, um, some, like I said, like when someone told me I could be a medium, I was immediately afraid because I didn't want to be haunted because I had been haunted so many times. Um, but it's a different experience because they have transitioned to the light. When we experience a ghost, they're usually stuck. Um, so we can, you know, really help them in moving to the light and praying for them. And also a reminder that we never have to experience anything that we don't want to. 
meaning a ghost or, you know, people talk about attachments, like we, we determine our boundaries. Um, and because sometimes there's some fear with connecting with people who have transitioned and just know that you can always create your own boundaries. Like I pretty much have a setup with all of my loved ones who've transitioned. I'm like, I love you, but don't actually come to my house with your energy. Like I don't want like a haunting. <laughs> I don't want you to move anything, but I'm happy to sit in meditation with you and talk to your soul. So there's a little bit of a difference. Um, and yeah, so I, I hope that that's helpful. Meditation, trusting the signs, asking for signs, blessing, talking. I love that Jeremy's already talking to them. They can hear. That's the thing. Like if you write them or if you just even think or you say it out loud, they are receiving. They are, we are all at one with this universal divine energy. And it's easier for them to pick up on it because they're not in the physical. And what I was shown recently was that, um, I was doing a reading with someone and I think it was her father that came through and he had transitioned a long time ago. And he was showing me that when he transitioned, he could experience everything. Like he got to experience her emotions. He not only saw, like we hear about that sometimes, like, oh, I was at my funeral and I saw this. Like, but he was showing me that we get to actually experience everything that everybody experiences. So um, they're definitely hearing you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bree. Um, yeah, really amazing information. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you, Jeremy. Uh, great question. Um, we have a feedback from Ole. Uh, she said, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Very helpful. Thank you for the great questions. Pure gold. I am truly feeling much clearer just by following your insights and questions. Blessings and gratitude to you both. Ole! Hey, I love it. That makes me so happy. <laughs> now she's got to just have that energy with her name. Ole. Yeah. Yeah, good. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Ole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so let's invite another caller. Mm -hmm. We have uh, Sadia from Canada on the web call. Hello. Sadia, are you with us? Hello. Okay, we will try. Uh, <laughs> She's got her hands full. Yeah, I guess. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, we will come back if we have time. Okay, mm -hmm. so. Uh, we have uh, Don from Charlotte on the phone. Hello. Phone number ending with yes. 34. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hi, Don. Hi, how are you? Yeah, great. Really Thank enjoying you. the doing the call today. Um, so, Bree, I'm working with this um, really kind of difficult situation with my with one of my former doctors who fancies himself as a guru and he you know I'm I called him out on what he did one night which was pretty abusive of me in a group soul alchemy circle and we're sort of beyond the statute of limitations but in North Carolina you have like an extra year if you can prove that you wouldn't have known about the injury until 
later. And so it was kind of a PTSD that was aware that he had verbally abused me. I wasn't really aware that I had been injured. And and no one else in the room did. Um, so I'm wondering, are you getting anything about, can you sort of read into this situation? He's turned out to be a really dark, creepy guy. When I put, you know, when I asked him, he agreed to go into mediation with me, and then he just blew it off. And you know, once he he hired hired an attorney, and I had to hire one, and so it's getting pretty pretty nasty. And I'm just wondering if you're getting some sort of read. I mean, part of me thinks I really need to call this guy out publicly because I think he's pretty dangerous. Um, but you know, he does speak some spiritual truth. So I was wondering if you could sort of like read into this situation and give me what vision you're getting around it or any thought process. You know, one of my friends said, you know, you drew this in as a soul journey because you're, you know, my mission, I think, is for, you know, writing books about women's rights and why all the major religions uh, denigrate the feminine. And so, and he admitted to me that he would never do this to a woman. Um, so, I'm wondering if I sort of drew this abusive situation in on a soul journey or if he and I are past lives or any vision you can give us. Okay. Um, so the answer is yes, you drew it in because we draw absolutely everything to us. Um, everything that exists in our lives is sometimes <coughs> manifestation of our, um, of our beliefs and our, and our energetic patterning. Um, I want to just really quickly talk about um, past life stuff and soul stuff because I think that sometimes we put too much credence on it when past lives are um, only a way for us to kind of like zoom out and see a higher perspective of things. Um, so, yes, we have past lives and what or what we could say is maybe like a soul contract with most everybody in our lives. Um, but to come back to if you can imagine him, so just I want everybody, maybe if you know we all have issues. <laughs> um, and if you, Don, were to imagine him as a light, and if you can imagine his body and his ego as a shell but see the see the light bigger if you want to close your eyes if you can um i just want to ask you if you if it comes to you right away if not it's okay i'm going to walk you through a couple things but just say um he is here to teach me he is here to teach me mm -hmm. what is, as you envision that what does it feel like he's here to teach you what when you well, see I, you know, the first thing that first the first thing came up for me was I felt like I understand the Me Too movement, that I felt like I had been through the same, that okay. when I read the symptoms of the women, I was like, holy crap, that's what I went through. Okay, and so I, as you see it. his light, when you just focus on the light, he's here to teach me compassion. He's here to remind me. What is he here to remind you of? that, you know, that we all have like a protective shell and we, when we lose sight of that, our hearts, we become pretty brittle and broken mm -hmm. and, and, mm -hmm. and abusive. Yeah. So maybe he's here to remind me that my truth 
is my heart that in through my ability to love I can transpire all things because there's a real theme here for you around empowerment so I just want to offer you one kind of like one more thing around this um and I want you to try to put this as simple as you can like in the most simple words um I wish he would I would feel better if he would I wish he would own it and let's move on. I would feel better if he would settle. Mm -hmm. So you're wanting him to take accountability? Yes. Okay, okay. Um, If he were to take accountability, I would feel, just try on that feeling. If he were to finally do that, I would feel free. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So um, instead, I've had to. So because you're doing, oh, Don, you're doing amazing. I just want you to try this. So because he's not taking accountability, I have found myself. What have you been doing? Just looking at like. Because of this whole thing, I've had to... Putting putting a lot of energy into this situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Would you say that you've been having to fight for things? I'd say I have chosen to fight for things. Right, right. So there's a couple things going on, and you've already kind of unfolded those just by answering those questions. Um, so there's a sense of if we were looking at like a belief or a pattern, it's around I have to fight for my worth or my power or my voice or to be seen or to be heard or recognized. Um, and so the healing is in being able for you to see his true gift to you. He's here to teach you and not necessarily that you have to do it through him. He's here to teach you compassion. He's here to teach you that you are you are love. He's here to teach you a lot about your own empowerment. So, um, you know, I had a similar similar experience, not as um, drastic, but uh, with a spiritual healer when I first started in this path, and I kind of put her on a pedestal. And I'm not saying you did that. I'm just sharing my experience. I put her on a pedestal and I was like, oh, my God, she's psychic. She's doing what I want to do. But she was human and she did a lot of manipulative things that really, really hurt me. But I'll tell you what, it taught me not to put people on a pedestal. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And I also Mm -hmm. learned that everybody's human. So just because somebody's teaching about spirituality, we're all still here on Earth. And I'm not making what he did okay. But sometimes we tend to, we we expect them to be at a certain level when if we're here on earth, we're all still learning about this rodeo. So um, I think that this is an excellent opportunity for your empowerment and for you to access your own healing and freedom without needing, um, without needing him to come around. And I'm not saying to let go of everything. I'm just saying that we can when we can access those feelings, I would feel free, I would feel justified, whatever those feelings are, when we access that, 
we actually are alchemists and we can create more we can create a different pathway when we let go needing it to come right so when we create that higher vibration the solution also can can arise um but it's just like that einstein saying that the the solution never lies within the same energy as the problem so you really want to work on getting yourself to that freedom and to that forgiveness i think with him um and i would just kind of consciously maybe do a little bit more meditation around just like what we talked about earlier around when did i get this belief around needing i had to fight for my voice or my worth what am i really trying to heal um you may find a parallel within childhood which can be helpful um to just kind of take accountability and be like oh, okay i'm not that that little boy that needs to prove i'm actually what so like in my truth i am and kind of trying trying that on but i think you know looking at it intuitively and just i think listening to this this is your a really 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 beautiful gift in you accessing the healing ability through love because it's not going to be against it's not going to be through fighting like the me too movement is really powerful but we i'm i'm also seeing just um psychically and connecting with the intuitive beings it's like this pendulum is is going is going now the other way eventually it will come back to center but when we are truly empowerment when we are truly empowered we need to fight for nothing and it's okay it's like where we are we're we're at that point where we're like we need our voices heard this needs to be talked about and that's a part of the healing um but i think your ability to recognize the love gift in this is going to help you to move forward um as more or less a healer and we we are all healers regardless of if i play the violin or if i'm helping with this movement or if i'm doing a psychic reading as we become more developed um we we access that piece so um yeah i hope that's helpful it is very very helpful um you know i'm trying to yeah, that's what I'm sort of thinking about today is sort of envision, you know, what I want and then move out of, move back to freedom and not let this weigh on me. You mm-hmm. know, just sort of like get my vibration back and not, you know, get so much in the weeds around this. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be really um, powerful that healing can be easy that triumph can be easy and that we hold it within our hearts. You got a you got a whole lot in your heart. Definitely, definitely. Thank you so much. And thank you, Monsef. It was Thank you. Thank you, Don. Great to connect. What a great guest today. That was really amazing. She's wonderful. Thank you, Don. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Don. And uh yeah, thank you, Bree. Um that was a uh, really wonderful guidance. And I love I love the way like you guided our audience how to find their answers within themselves, and also it's it's uh, so empowering because like through the process you 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 took them like we feel that we we are able to do this uh, ourselves and we uh, like we have we have this this mastery within us so yeah I love we that sure do it's all there infinite yeah. wisdom it's it's just it's time, you know, the veil, the veil has lifted and it's there for us. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so so we uh, really thank you, thank you so much for the time you spent with us. Thank you for all all what you shared. That was really really powerful information and guidance, and uh, also like your answers to the audience. That was really like uh, really an exceptional call. So I'm so grateful to you. Yeah, I hope it helps, and um, I look forward to connecting with yeah you again and some of your audience again. You know, I have that that free training up for a week and some other free stuff on my website. I do something called um, channel daily and you get a free short channel message to your mailbox every day. So um, yeah, I try to provide as many resources as possible. Um, yeah. And I just, I look forward to connecting with you and your audience and, and thank you so much for the opportunity and thank you Mansa for all the light that you're igniting on this beautiful earth. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, Vi. Um, yeah, it was really such an honor to have you here with us, to connect with you and also learn from you. That was a really wonderful experience we had with you. So thank you again. And uh, yeah, so everyone, uh, really thank you for, for being here with us today, for sharing with us your beautiful energy. Uh, thank you for those of you who asked their questions, really great questions. Yeah, so, so with that, everyone, I'm sending you so much love and see you on the, ne on the next call. Bye-bye, everyone. If you'd like to listen to live episodes and interact with our speakers, you can go to yourdivineuniqueness.com. Your, Y-O-U-R, divine, D-I-V-I-N-E, uniqueness, U-N-I-Q-U-E-N-E-S-S.com. -S